We're a good six months away from the start of the football season, but opening lines for the biggest of the Big Ten games are already out, so let's see how we can make some money. You are locked on Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for tuning into Locked On Big Ten. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your 2023 goals. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Coming up on today's show, we're going to get into some of the opening lines from FanDuel. FanDuel, official sports partner of Locked On, has already released some lines for some of the biggest games throughout the Big Ten football season. We'll dive into all of that. Also, get into basketball as well, and of course, wrap things up with the Big Ten news from the day. But let's get right into here the betting lines from FanDuel to start out the Big Ten season. We've discussed this before on the show when things are first starting to open up and lines are first getting out there, but this is the time to make your money. Here, when we're six months away from the start of the season, when the bookmakers in Vegas really, to be quite honest, are the least confident in the lines that they're setting, but they know that if they put the biggest games out there, they'll get the biggest amount of money in on those games. So they're fine being a little less sure about how they're setting the line, knowing that you're going to go ahead and get a head start and put your money in on it. So how can you beat the bookie? Make sure that you're making the smart bet. First, let's just go through all the lines for Big Ten games throughout the season that are available, including non-conference lines. And starting with the September 9th matchup, that's a really, really interesting one. A couple of head coaches making their debuts with their new teams. Matt Rule and Nebraska head to Colorado to face off against Deion Sanders and the Buffs. And I'll just say the line here, and I feel like you'll know exactly where I'm going to go with this. It's right now minus nine and a half in favor of Nebraska on the road. Listen, I'm sure Nebraska is a more talented football team than what Colorado is right now. And I'm sure that when we go into that weekend, there's going to be a ton of hype around Matt Rule, just like there was a ton of hype around the Hornhusters this upcoming season, this last season. But at the same time, if we're really, really just being Big Ten fans here, being experts of the conference and really knowing just how things normally play out in this thing, are you really thinking that Nebraska is going to look good in a road game to start off the season against Deion Sanders? Or... Would it be a little bit more likely that Nebraska disappoints and Deion Sanders looks good, as Deion Sanders seems to always do? I'm not saying that you should bet against the Big Ten. And again, this is a Nebraska team that is a little bit more put together right now than what Colorado has. But nine and a half points is a lot of points. And I don't know if I'm ever going to be confident betting on Nebraska, especially on the road, especially in the atmosphere that this is going to be in Colorado. I feel like nine and a half points in favor of the Buffs seems like a pretty simple bet to me. 
Moving on, other non-conference games we'll get through a little bit quicker here. Uh, the September 9th matchup, Iowa on the road against Iowa State. It's right now Hawkeyes minus three. You can obviously bet this one either way. Uh, three points to get on the road for an Iowa team that has been iffy at best. And how, how bad it can beat teams is definitely risky. But at the same time, Hawkeyes are the Hawkeyes. Consistently good team, Iowa State. Good team as well, but not usually as consistently solid as what Iowa puts together, especially at the start of the season when they play these games. I'll go with the Hawkeyes. Washington at Michigan State. Michigan State, an eight-and-a-half-point underdog at home. This one's a wild card because I don't feel like we have any real idea just how good or bad Michigan State's going to be this season. Now, Michigan State comes up again when we have the Michigan State-Michigan game. But right now, Michigan State plus eight and a half against Washington. Washington, obviously a good team. We'll see what which way you want to go there. Ohio State minus eight and a half at Notre Dame. Uh, I'm not sure which way to go on this one either. Because we saw what happened when Ohio State led off the season against Notre Dame last year. Ended up dominating the second half after a struggle of the first half and ends up getting what would have covered this spread of eight and a half, an 11 point win. In this matchup, though, you don't have C.J. Stroud returning for his second season after his historic first. You'll have either Kyle McCord or Devin Brown making one of their first starts as an Ohio State Buckeye, depending on who it is. I don't want to bet against Ohio State in this game, because just based on program alone, it's pretty obvious that Ohio State can beat Notre Dame, and pretty obvious that they could beat them by eight and a half if they wanted to. However... This is a Notre Dame game that's at home this time. This is an environment that's going to be new for whoever this quarterback is. And there's going to be other pieces for Ohio State that need to be figured out as well. I'm not sure if the Buckeyes have them all figured out by the time they get to Notre Dame and South Bend. Again, I'm not saying bet against Ohio State here. I feel like it's foolish to say bet against Ohio State in any game against Michigan, other than Michigan. But if there were a game in which Notre Dame was going to knock off the Buckeyes and ruin their season early, it seems like this is the situation for it. Notre Dame plus eight and a half against Ohio State. It's a lot of points. I, I'm still probably going to lean Buckeyes here because I do think Ohio State is that much more talented than what everybody else outside of those few teams, Michigan, Alabama, Georgia. I do think that Ohio State has that kind of a leg up. However, Again, it's Notre Dame. It's a good football team. We'll see what happens in that game. Going into Big Ten territory, things get a little bit interesting here. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit and start with Michigan, which is minus 15 at Michigan State. That's a lot of points for this rivalry game. I mentioned we don't know how good Michigan State's going to be this season. I don't think anybody really knows for sure how you react and bounce back from what was the last season for Michigan State, given what they had done in the couple of years prior under Mel Tucker. But if Mel Tucker can get this transfer portal thing to work for him here, there's evidence to say that Michigan State is not 15 points worse than Michigan. Michigan is a powerhouse to give the Wolverines their credit. And they are the team, while Ohio State's going to be figuring out their quarterback situation, that does have everything pretty much figured out already with J.J. McCarthy, Blake Corum, Edwards coming back to all that kind of stuff. So Michigan, I expect to be able to run things pretty smoothly. However, Michigan State is a team that's given the Wolverines problems before. Mel Tucker has shown that he knows how to beat Michigan State. And what he's done gives me reason to believe at least that he'll be able to keep this closer than 15 points. 
We'll have to see how things start out. I don't think this is a great game to put any money on just yet right now, but at least with where the spread's currently at. If you're a Michigan State fan thinking 15 points, let's jump on it. Cannot blame you at all. And if you're a Michigan fan thinking 15 points is all we got to beat these guys by, we're a dominant team in the college football world. I wouldn't be surprised either. But right now, I think the number is a little bit more appealing to the Michigan State fans who want to bet it right now, right now. Because I just feel like when we get to game week, 15 points is, I mean, that's a lot of points to put a line on once you get to that actual game, no matter what the records are or where they stand. Unless Michigan State totally is just ineffective and dismantled, I do think that that line will get closer to like 10-11. So if you want the value on the Michigan State side, I'd take it now, not wait until later. The other interesting part here is how the three best teams in the Big Ten's lines line up. So I'm talking about Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. When they play each other, those three lines are all out. And it's really interesting how it all plays out, too. First game in this series will be Penn State against Ohio State. Ohio State at home. And right now it's the Buckeyes minus eight, which is an important number to note. I'll say that and then I'll go back to explaining after I give the other numbers. Penn State, reminder, at Ohio State, it's Buckeyes minus eight. Michigan is at Penn State, so it is a home game for Penn State. But the Wolverines are only one and a half point favorites. And if you line up how the home field advantages work, that would still suggest that at least at the moment, Ohio State would appear to be the better of the two teams, at least against Penn State in these lines. Does that make sense? It's minus eight for Ohio State, minus one and a half for Michigan against Penn State. Again, there's a home and away difference there. But when you put those two numbers together, saying that Ohio State's eight points better than Penn State and saying that Michigan's one and a half points better than Penn State suggests that the books thinks that Ohio State is the better team, even when you factor in the supposed three-point shift for the home field advantage. However, when you actually get to head-to-head matchup between Ohio State and Michigan, the books have given Michigan their respect. In a game that will be in Ann Arbor, it's Michigan minus one right now. Now, again, the home field advantage makes a difference here. If it was Ohio State at home, this line could very well be Ohio State minus one or two or whatever it is. But the point is, in previous seasons, this would be an Ohio State favorited game. No matter where it's played or anything like that, Buckeyes would be the one that was favored to win every single Big Ten game it played. Every single game it played, to be honest. But Michigan right now opening at minus one, which is a sign of at least a start in the shift that we talked about last week. I'm tired of having this conversation of who's really better between Ohio State and Michigan, or can Michigan beat the skill on paper that Ohio State has? Wolverines have proven that they have, and I'm tired of making the arguments, but this line, if definitely going to keep the argument open, is starting to prove to us that even in Vegas, people are starting to shift their mindsets about who is on top of the Big Ten. They've got Michigan minus one right now. In the big house, I know. But still, having Michigan favored at all is a sign of a shift in what is, in my opinion, the right direction, just given what we've seen out there on the field. So again, all these lines are available on FanDuel if you want them. I'll read them up and down once again. Iowa minus three at Iowa State early in the season. Nebraska minus nine and a half at Colorado. Washington at Michigan State plus eight and a half. Ohio State minus eight and a half at Notre Dame. 
Penn State minus or Penn State plus eight at Ohio State, Michigan minus 15 at Michigan State, Michigan minus one and a half at Penn State, and Ohio State at Michigan minus one. Michigan, the team favored in all three of these big games and getting the respect they deserve from FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of Locked On. We'll get into basketball here in just a minute. We're going to talk a little bit more about the projections for the rest of the season in the Big Ten and how the Big Ten tournament seeding will play out because it's really important, not just for the teams that are in the contention for the top four seeds and buys, but also for the teams that are in contention for potentially having to play on that Wednesday at the very beginning of the tournament because there's a couple of bubble teams that are going to be right there on that edge. And I'm not sure which way they would want to go exactly when it comes to that 10 or 11 seed. We'll get into that in just a minute. Before we do that, though, Built Bar is the place to go for a delicious treat that won't bring along all the fat and calories with it. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to be a little bit healthier this year, trying to go to the gym, trying to cut back on things like carbs and, of course, count calories too. And Built Bar has everything that you need on that front. 130 calories per bar, less than four net grams of carbs and sugars too, while packing in 17 grams of protein in every bar too. So you can get the energy you need to get through the day. You can get yourself the great taste that comes with the Built Bar, which looks and tastes like a candy bar, while also not giving you any of the stuff that you don't want thrown into your body just because it has to be. It doesn't have to be with Built Bar. They've got new flavors coming out all the time. You can head over to their website right now, built.com, and check out everything that I'm talking about because it's not just the bars. They've got the puffs. they got the little uh, powders that you pour into your drinks. All of the protein products that you could ever need, Built Bar has them and does it at a great price and a great calorie count too. It is the perfect combination of everything that you're looking for in a health product. Built.com is the place to go to check out any of these things, or if you're close to a Sam's Club, you can run in and grab a 13-bar box with hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. Again, it's Built.com to check out Built Bar. The podcast has been all over Built Bar for years. You should get started too. Also, thank you for tuning in to Locked On Big Ten and making us your first listen every day. Make sure to check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from the experts, insiders, coaches, and players that know it all. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's check in on basketball. And we've been doing bracketology stuff for a while, just giving you updates on where the Big Ten teams stand in the bracket matrix. But now I want to go back to just the Big Ten tournament, because not only is it huge to win that tournament, of course, but it's also huge to get that tournament resume built through the Big Ten tournament. So where do things currently stand with where we're at in the Big Ten? Well, to start off, we have at Purdue still at a 95% chance to get that one seed, according to the Reddit user who posts this thing every week. He posts a uh, just list of every single seed, 1 through 14 in the Big Ten tournament, and each team's percentage to get into that spot. Purdue at the moment is still listed as a 95% favorite to finish as the one seed, which I'm not sure if I'm quite buying yet. I mean, Maybe the numbers is how that plays out. This factors in where teams are in the standings and then combines it with where teams have to go the rest of the regular season and looking at their probabilities to win those games. 
So on paper, I'm sure Purdue is still the heavy favorite to take that one seed with a one-game lead in the loss column. However, with the way that I've seen these two teams play on the court as of late, Northwestern and Purdue, that is, I'm not putting it quite at 95%. I, I know that Purdue is still the better team, if you ask me, and probably still the better team by pretty decent margin. But Northwestern's just really, really hot. Purdue stumbled a few times over the last couple of weeks. I see them losing another game. I could see them losing another game easily, maybe to Indiana again this weekend. And Northwestern could obviously easily lose too. But if they could win out and Purdue loses once more, Northwestern has that one seed. And I think it's, again, just a much higher probability than nine, a much lower probability than 95% that Purdue gets that one seed. I put it like 75, 80, maybe. The other note was that Northwestern is the clear favorite to take that two seed in this tournament. Right now, they're at about 42% to actually get into that spot. And it's what they have behind that that is a little bit jarring because we were at a point just a few weeks ago where I don't think anyone was thinking Northwestern would be able to get this high. And more importantly, it was really, really spread out the odds to get that number two seed in the tournament. Right now, 42% chance of getting a top two seed goes to Northwestern, 45% if you're going number one or number two. Nobody else has more than a 12% chance to get into those top two seeds. So it's looking like right now, according to the rest of the schedules, they could be Purdue and Northwestern closer to locked in than you may think to being those top two seeds, especially when you take a look at the way the actual standings are set up. There's a whole lot of teams still in it. And Northwestern seems to have a pretty clear advantage in what they have to do the rest of the way. The other thing I noted in the top of the bracket, there are four teams right now fighting for those final two spots that get the buys in the tourney. If you assume that Purdue and Northwestern are going to get the top two spots, then right after that you have Indiana, Rutgers, Maryland, and Iowa really all jumbled in as four teams who are not only most likely to get those last two buys, but really the only teams who have a statistical chance at it. All four of those teams have at least a 41% chance to get a top four seed. Nobody else in the Big Ten has more than a 12% chance, according to the numbers. So that's really where we're at. We've got Purdue, Northwestern up top. You've got the four teams, Indiana, Rutgers, Maryland, and Iowa, fighting for two buys. And then it's really just a mixture of everything in the middle there still until you get to the bottom of the pack. The bottom of the pack, though, is also very interesting, too. Because the way this Big Ten tournament's set up, if you're at the 11th seed, you got to play on Wednesday. If you're at the 10th seed, you can wait. However, if you take a look at the two teams that are slotted into those spots right now, it just so happens to also be the two teams that are right on the NCAA tournament bubble. Nebraska, Wisconsin, or I'm sorry, not Nebraska, Penn State, and Wisconsin. So the question becomes, which seed do you want there? Let's say both of these teams are right on the NCAA tournament bubble when they get to the Big Ten tournament. If you are, uh, say, Wisconsin team that's right there, would you rather get the day off on Wednesday and have to go up against uh, Northwestern or Purdue or Indiana in day two, a game that you're more likely to lose? Or would you rather get that 11 seed and get what would be another easy win over what's I mean, almost guaranteed to be Minnesota at the 14 seed spot? I don't know which way you go. And it's been a discussion for a bubble team for a while. 
because there's been situations like this before in the Big Ten and the ACC a few years back when they had a whole bunch of teams getting bids. Those teams that are right on the bubble often happen to be right on that break line on what day you have to start playing in a 14-team conference tournament. If you're a Wisconsin team, you may say, hey, I'd rather have the 11th seed than the 10th seed because then we get to face off against a Minnesota team that we know we can beat, can beat bad. And while it's not any sort of defining win for the resume, that one more win could be good enough to get you into the tournament. It's another win against a Big Ten team. And it's one that if you're, say, Penn State, who might get the 10 seed, they won't get. Because even if Penn State plays a team well in that second round, if you're not getting that win, it doesn't really matter if you get to selection Sunday, which will be just a couple days away after that. How deep you get in this tournament matters, yes. But when the selection committee is sitting down, they're going to be looking at the wins and losses. And I don't know if you'd rather be able to get to the second day of the Big Ten tournament over being able to get that Big Ten win. Because logistically, yes, the committee should sit down and say, oh, okay, well, Wisconsin didn't get that one win because they had a better Big Ten record. We can't punish them for that. But I don't know if that's something that the committee actually goes into deeply when they're breaking down what would be Wisconsin against not even another Big Ten team. It's a complicated situation. And I'm not exactly sure which way you would want to go with it if it gets down to the nitty gritty. And it's seeming like it could be that way with Penn State and Wisconsin right on that 10-11 seed edge. It's an interesting conversation to have and we'll see exactly how it plays out. And I mean, obviously, I don't think anyone's going to like intentionally lose a game to get themselves the 11 seed in the Big Ten tournament instead of the 10. But all I am saying is that that 11 seed, whoever it is, might actually have a little bit of a better path to getting in the tournament than the 10 seed if they are right there neck and neck we'll get more here in just a minute on locked on big 10 as we wrap up the program but before we do that as a small business owner or hiring manager you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with that's why you have to check out linkedin jobs with linkedin jobs you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills values, experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn jobs help you quickly attract qualified candidates to open to get your open jobs filled with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their 875 million member profiles. They identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn jobs and connect them with fast service and for free. That's right, for free. You can post your job right now on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash college, locked on college, linkedin.com slash locked on college. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Let's wrap up the program today by going over just a little bit of Big Ten news. Not a whole lot to get to here today. Also, with its win over Indiana yesterday, first piece of news, Michigan State basketball will finish with a Big Ten record of at least 500 or better. That's not nearly as significant when on, on its own, but it's also the 35th consecutive season that Michigan State basketball is going to finish with that record of 500 or better the most consistent team in Big Ten basketball without question, thanks to Tom Izzo. 
In football news, Northwestern cornerback coach Ryan Smith is leaving for the NFL. He is taking the same position as cornerback coach for the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, Northwestern strongest in some years recently at the defensive back spots. Now Ryan Smith is headed to Arizona. Northwestern is going to have some big shoes to fill. And finally, we already said it before, but I, I had it in my notes here just because I thought it was big. FanDuel lists Ohio State as a one-point underdog to Michigan in the big house later this year. If you want to bet on that game or any of the other games that we've mentioned before in the show, you can head on over to FanDuel.com and check it out and get that free no-sweat-first bet when you go over at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's all for our program today. Thank you for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, hear from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Nate Dickinson at Nate with Sports. Be sure to follow along with our show, Locked On Big Ten, wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube and on Twitter too, at Locked On Big Ten. One zero at the end, not T E N. Once again, I'm Nate Dickinson at Nate with Sports with Locked On.